number three of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad to have you. Glad to have you. The Packers right now, they sit at number 11 out of 16 teams in the NFC. Number 11. Okay? They are behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are behind the Los Angeles Rams. They are behind the Washington Commanders, San Francisco 49ers. And then you've got the Giants, the Cowboys, the Falcons at 4 and 4 because they're a division leader. Seattle at 5 and 3 as a division leader. So you got Philadelphia 7 and 0, the Minnesota Vikings who would be a 2 seed right now if the playoffs were today. Followed by Seattle and Atlanta. Your wild card teams, Dallas, New York, and San Fran. Then you got Washington, LA, Tampa Bay, and Green Bay. Now the Packers win the tiebreaker over New Orleans and Arizona based on the best winning percentage in the conference. Uh, divisional tie uh, would break the initially used to eliminate Chicago, uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, more down the road. But they've beaten the Buccaneers, which means if it comes down to exact records, it would be the first win percentage within conference games and then the fact that the Packers beat them head-to-head. So then you move up. But you've still got the Rams who are at 3-4. and They've got one game less. Packers haven't had a bye yet. So we'll see what happens with the Rams. The Commanders got a tiebreaker. San Francisco would win the tie over Washington based off the best winning percentage in conference games. But you've got to get at least three more wins. And hope that Dallas or the Giants or San Francisco begin to stub their toe. You really believe that Washington is not going to be there. Washington with Taylor Heineke, look, uh, a tremendous story, but I don't think they're going to be there in the end. The Rams, they could be, but they seem to be flailing. They seem to be a team that may not even make the postseason. Tampa Bay is foundering terribly at this point, and they're very much like Green Bay at three and five. Can the Packers, do you have a little bit of hope? Do you have a little bit of hope? They have the Lions next up. And then the anxiety hits. Because into town rides Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. He is. Uh, he has put the train back on the tracks. It has not left the station it's back on the tracks. See what Jerry said yesterday? Uh, about what? The running game? Yeah, about Zeke. Yeah, Zeke is the man. He's Yeah, it, it, Jerry needs to stop. Did you see Tony Pollard? The quickness he brought to the table? The way he was able to run? How quickly he hit the hole? He added a whole new dynamic. Now, there's nothing that can't be said that Zeke can't get carries and Pollard can't get carries and you know you can't work it the way they do in Green Bay but to say that it's Zeke's job and his job alone Jerry's an idiot Jerry needs to shut up somebody needs to 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 tell Jerry you need to sit down you need to stop because he's he gets in his own way but uh but the but you can get a win against the Lions next week get a game within 500 and then if you come in and play that same way, run the ball well, do things right, maybe start to put it together. If you 
let's just say, Ben, that they think about this. What if they lose to Detroit in a close one and get blown out by Mike McCarthy and they are sitting at three and seven after the Cowboys game, which in, in essence, your season is over. You're 10 games in. You, you, that, this is not going to happen. You're done. Do you think getting blown out by the Cowboys is enough then at that point to say, okay, wait a minute, we got to make changes? Oh, it's the Wisconsin getting blown out at home to Illinois with Brett Bielema exactly. equation. Right? Someone is going to go. You would think Barry would be the first in that scenario midseason, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know who would be the first. I don't know what the tolerance is because it's not like you have an athletic director there, right? That no. would have the power but over the, tolerance, the coach. The tolerance behind closed doors at 1265 is my uh, – the best adjective I could describe is minimal for where they're at. Uh, I go back to the Jets game when they said the wheels are going to start coming off if they lost to the Jets. I can only imagine what the feeling is because we haven't really seen that team – uh, since because they were on the road in Washington and Buffalo and now in Detroit. And we have not really had a chance to see a lot of these guys up close and personal when you're walking into the doors and you get a chance to talk to some of the people in the front office. So I, I, I can only imagine that it's, it's mayhem right now, panic, frustration, anger, a lot of the stuff that Packers fans are feeling. I can only imagine that. That's – if you lose – to Detroit, a team that is flailing and it won at six. If you lose to Detroit and get blown out by the Cowboys, I think there will be a few heads on the stick sitting outside of Lambeau Field. You cannot not make a move. You cannot not make a move at that point. Because otherwise you're telling your fan base you're just accepting the status quo and you're going to watch the ship sink and maybe you'll make some moves in the offseason. You didn't give them confidence by making any trades at the trade deadline. You didn't give them any confidence when you hired Joe Barry. You didn't give them any confidence when you went ahead and, and, and botched this whole situation by kissing the ass of your quarterback. So, in essence, you let go of one of the best wide receivers in the league. You know, you've tried to handle it the best you can. You did an amazing job being able to cut as much salary as possible and figure out how to kick the can down the road as much as you possibly can. So in essence, you can actually field a competitive, what you would consider to be a competitive team coming into the season for all of that. I give you a lot of praise, but where you're at right now, something is innately wrong. Hopefully they get it right this weekend. I'm just giving you the what ifs, if things go horribly bad. 877-867-1670 after 415 votes, over on our Twitter poll question, the Packers are the at the unofficial halfway point of the season. After last night, do you have a legitimate hope for the postseason at all? It's staying pretty steady. 74.2% are saying, nope, no hope. If you want to vote, go ahead and do so. Find me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Hit us up. Is that hope to get to the playoffs? or Just to, to get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. man. Because I feel like even if they do... And maybe I'm a negative guy today because I'm going through it. But even if they get to that point, wouldn't the games look a lot like they did last night in Buffalo where maybe if Rodgers plays you know, the best game and they run the ball well, they can keep up? But how does the defense consistently stop the great offenses the great teams have? 
Mm-hmm. You know, where it feels like yep. they're kind of running, they're running a marathon up up a cliff against the good teams uh, on the road. Cheddarballs say the Packers brass going to have egg all over their face. If they lose to Fat Mac at home, heads will roll. Heads will roll. Uh, Bill, you would have to trade for someone with a lower contract price for this year and the next without Rodgers retiring or back getting let go. They're going to be out of cap space. No, if you trade for a guy that's still on his rookie deal, like, you know, if you went after, let's just say, Chase Claypool, I think he's only owed like a million bucks. You've got seven and a half right now. And I cannot imagine that that contract is uh, of David Bakhtiari is going to be just kept. There's no way. You gain $6 million if you let him go. I, I, just, I, I think right now David Bakhtiari is playing for a job someplace else. That's my opinion. That's, that's just where I'm at. There's no way you're going to pay him that amount of money that he's owed coming into next season. Uh, Andrew says, when it comes to the Packers, sure could use a bye week right now. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. 877-867-1670. Back to the phone calls. Let's go to Charlie. Charlie, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, so first thing on the trading portion, um, I wonder if Frank is just really bad at it. Bad at making trades, bad at offering it up. Because um, I'm not really surprised nothing has happened because we always hope that something will and it doesn't. Um, regarding the playoffs, I still have hope. But my um, thought process, and like you've been saying, don't care about the regular season. It's about what happens in the postseason. Um, they're not definitely ready for that yet, but it's about getting hot at the right time. If the defense mm-hmm. comes together towards the end of the season, we can make a run. Um, and even last night, I thought that that looked a lot better than the previous three games. Um, obviously, we don't want to be in this situation that we're at, but a couple of those um, poor refing calls go the wrong way or go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. Tanyan's call, um, the one on Rasul Douglas, they catch the um, the illegal um, motion at the beginning of the game and that first right. touchdown by the Bills. Um, all of those kind of added up. And good teams can overcome that. We're not a good team right now. Those go our way. And at the end, we're looking at we just need to get a touchdown, and we're right there to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills did take their foot off the gas a little bit at the end. But, I mean, it was not nearly as bad as it could have been. And so I think that we still have some hope. Yeah, it would be awesome if Gudikins actually did something and got Chase Claypool or – one of the other wide receivers out there to kind of bolster that um, wide receiver room. Um, but Amari Torrey, I think it's Amari Torrey. Um, I think he did a great job um, on the couple plays that he was actually um, targeted. Um, right. So build on that and just kind of get the, get the confidence going with those guys and um, get healthy. We'll see what comes come from there. You would I appreciate the phone call. You would love to see them add one guy though just to give another, a, a good guy. I'm not talking about just going to get a guy to get a guy. I'm talking about somebody of substance. Um, you know, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. Um, even if OBJ is ready, if he would end up coming here, then again, you're going to have to pay him quite a bit of cash. But all of that, you're just, you're, you're hoping that somebody 
of ilk would come here to take the pressure off of the young guys, and therefore the young guys don't have to be the man. Because right now they have to be. Because Sammy Watkins is not the, not the guy. He's not even a shell of himself. And, you know, like you said, if you go back to some of the penalties, yeah. But the problem is it woulda, coulda, shoulda. I mean, was it a push-off from Robert Tanya? Yeah, it was. Anytime you extend your arms, it's a push-off. He knows that. You know, he kind of did the get-off-me-fly. Um, and I, I applaud it because he was the bigger, stronger cat. But you can't get your arms out there like that. You can't give that kind of a, sho- uh, a shove. I just, I, there were so many things. You could throw it a dart at a dartboard at this point and come up with a problem. And I just keep thinking to myself, there is something wrong. Because I can't believe that we didn't look at this roster. You know what? After last year, a defense that was creeping up on the top 10, and people are becoming believers in Joe Barry, and things were looking good up front. You just needed another piece or two in the trenches. You were going to be really good. Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker. Quay Walker's a guy can play sideline to sideline. He's going to be good next to Devondre Campbell. That's great. Now you got Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary. That is great. you got somebody alongside Kenny Clark now other than Justine Lowry. That's great. Lowry coming off a pretty decent season last year. You bring in T.J. Slayton with a big body, and he's going to progress in year two. You've got your you've got your one of the best what we believe to be one of the best secondaries in the league it's back stokes had a tremendous first year here comes jair alexander savage is a hitter adrian amos is your field commander this is great things are setting up wonderfully you re-sign rasul douglas who had this interception resurgence with the packers and in joe barry's defense last year this should be really good and it sucks so either you and i completely blew the call, or there is something innately wrong behind the doors of 1265. An offense that was going to be creative without Devontae Adams, even though they said 75 to 85% of the offense goes through Devontae Adams. At least now you can just spread the ball around. They were undefeated without Devontae on the field. This is going to be great. You know, you run the ball a little bit more. You do different things. The offensive line is completely solid. One of the best pass-blocking offensive lines in all of football. And it it's not. Like, overnight, this team forgot how to play fundamentally sound football. It cannot be you lose a boisterous leader in, in Zadarius Smith and it all goes to crap. And even even Zadarius is like, hey, I was slighted behind closed doors, man. People people walk past me, wouldn't even talk to me anymore. Is that, the, is, is that what's going on behind 1265? Is is that the kind of treatment guys are getting? You got to be silent. You can't talk. You know that somebody's a leader and we can't say anything. And you know we're not allowed to speak. And th- is 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 that what we've come to? Because I'll tell you this: Zedaria Smith is kicking ass over in purple. Thirty-three pressures, seventy and a, seven and a half sacks on the season, and he's the vocal leader of that defense. Who do you got over here? How bad did you screw the pooch there? It's just something is innately wrong. Even Rogers said it last night. It finally felt this week like Packers again, like we're the Packers again. Well, what were you up until this point? Church ladies? Is there something wrong behind closed eyes? To me, I think, to me, it's not about the talent. It's not about who sucks and who doesn't suck. To me, it's about you have – it's kind of like once – think about think about it this way. you got a really a big, giant pot of clean water, right? Clean water. 
Freshwater pond, okay? Freshwater pond. And then the sewage plant blows a leak and the poop gets into the pond. And no matter how hard you stir it or you try to clean it, you're always going to have poop in the pond. It seems like somebody's pooped in a pond. Like something just is clouding everything and it's not it's not clear and you need to remove the plant. What What is the plant? What's the sewage plant? Is it Joe Barry and that defense? Is it the fact that you lost Nathaniel Hackett? Maybe he was the brain trust behind everything, behind Matt LaFleur. Is that the reason Matt LaFleur looked like he was ready to cry or just got done crying at a halftime interview? Or is it just a bad allergy season in Buffalo? Maybe the mist coming out of the Niagara Falls was blowing into his grill. Something is wrong. I can't put my finger on it. But you need something. You need a spark. And what you need is somebody in your front office to say, I believe in you. Here, we're going to get you this guy. I believe that you guys can still turn this around. Something to bring it together. Because right now, it's just, you can throw a dart at a dartboard and say this sucks, and you wouldn't be wrong. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I thought we had a great week of practice. The energy in the pregame in the locker room was different. It felt like Packers again. I felt like for whatever reason, we didn't have the confidence for a few weeks. We weren't playing with a lot of energy. We weren't amped up before the game. So I liked the way we felt before the game. Maybe it was Sunday football. Maybe it was being counted out. Maybe it was uh, this environment. But that's encouraging. But the play in the first half wasn't very encouraging. Welcome back. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. Felt like Packers again. Uh, I said the NFC, I still believe the NFC relatively wide open when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to the NFC. Now, I want to go over, because uh, off of Twitter, Don says the NFC is bad. I wouldn't say that. The Eagles and the Cowboys are good teams. Giants are playing good ball and are 6-2. and two. The Vikings are a good team. The Packers haven't and won't beat any of those NFC teams. Two NFC East teams are going to be in the playoffs. That's what it looks like right now. Okay, I I don't necessarily disagree with that, but let's let's go through this here. Okay, um, now you've got your four leaders: Philadelphia, Minnesota, Seattle, and Atlanta. Are the Cowboys a really good team? We thought they could possibly be a Super Bowl team at the beginning of the season. Okay, you just the the, the Cowboys. Just when you start to believe in the Cowboys. Then they punch you in the face with uh, mediocrity or sub-mediocrity, and they revert back to being crap. So I, I'm holding my breath on them. But beyond that, do you believe that the Giants are uh, the team to beat? I I find that looking at the remainder of their schedule, they've got the Texans, that should be a win. They've got the Lions, that should be a win. But they got to play on the road. Against the Cowboys, they still have the Commanders twice, which they should get wins there. They're going to get beat by the Eagles. They have to play the Vikings. They got to play uh, a bad Colts team, and then they got to play the Eagles again. So they're six win team, seven win team, eight win team, nine win team, ten win team. They're probably about ten wins. Eleven if they if, if they beat the Commanders. Okay. So Packers aren't going to get to 11 wins. That would be your second wild card team, the way it stands right now. I wouldn't totally disagree with that. I just don't know if I if 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 I would say that they are 
that solid team, you know? You look at a team like, let's say, okay, who, who's below them? Uh, the 49ers. 49ers are somewhat schizophrenic, but they've got the Chargers coming up. I think they can win. They've got the Cardinals coming up. All three games are at home, by the way. Chargers, Cardinals, and Saints. I think all of those games are winnable. There's seven wins. Uh, the next four are at home. Five are at home, as a matter of fact. Wow, how's that happen? Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Buccaneers. They could win all of those games. On the road against the Seahawks, tough. Commanders, Raiders stink, and then the Cardinals again. That Cardinals game has to be on the road. That's got to be a typo because they can't play the Cardinals twice at home. One of those two is on the road. Anyway, my point being is they've got a lot of wins in them. Tougher schedule, but they, they've got wins in them. They could overtake with four wins right now. But if you look at the Green Bay Packers and their schedule, and you say, okay, the Lions win, Cowboys lost, Titans Titans can run the ball, and the Packers stink at protecting it. You know, think about it this way. Derrick Henry yesterday ran for 232 yards again. There's no way. They play in Philadelphia, no. At the Bears, they can win that one. Against the Rams at home, Rams are flailing, but it's uh, probably the best of the two bad teams. Rams get the nod. On the road against the Dolphins, no. Against the Vikings, no. And then with the Lions at home to end the season, that'll be the Jordan Love game. So with three wins right now, three, four, maybe five wins on the season, the way they're playing right now. There's a there's hope, there's a possibility, but I think this is, you know, to use the Mike McCarthy after Brett Favre left the team and then wanted to come back and he closed the door in his face, I think the the possibility of uh, of the postseason for the Green Bay Packers, and I hate to do this, because for two things, one, my own personal feeling, I want to see him make the postseason. I want to. I, I said all along, I don't care about the regular season. Just get to the postseason and show me something. Well, they're probably not even going to get there. And two, it's bad for business. It's bad for it's bad for business in Green Bay. It's bad for business around the Packers. It's bad for my business if they're irrelevant. Because then people find other things to do on Sundays. They go to different places. But to borrow the Mike McCarthy phrase, I think the train has left the station. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Uh, Annie says, you can't say, as a Packers fan, that we have not had a chance at home field advantage or division champions or a chance to make the Super Bowl. We had opportunities and chances last year. We blew it. Annie, I would agree. Completely agree. Uh, also, Greg says, Goody and the loss of players has the same feel as it was with uh, Stearns and Hayter. I agree. <laughs> Tidbit says, you sound like Clark Griswold. Hallelujah, holy blank, where's the Tylenol? Right? Right? That team will, this team will do that to you. I completely agree with you there. 877-867-1670 if you want to call in. Phone lines are wide open. Mark over on Twitter says, uh, the train has left the station. Never wanted to hear that again, but I couldn't agree more. 
Dawn says Packers not beating the Vikings. Rodgers has struggled against the Vikings when the Packers were even good. No way they're beating them now. There you go. No way. Ain't happening. Let's go to Sherman. Sherman, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? What's happening? Hey, 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 Bill. Look, I got a, I got a different take. You know, what I'm saying I was watching uh, the Giants, the Jets, and the in, in the Commanders or the Commodores, whatever they're called. Um, Aaron's thumb was actually was was obviously bothering. He was throwing the ball short. We watched this cat for 15 years, and we saw last night he still got an arm. He can still throw it like you just said, 50 yards off his back foot. So I was encouraged that first of all, his thumb and his throws are better. Second of all, I'm listening to everybody talk about wide receivers. I think the Packers' problem is the offensive line. And just watching that kid, Oliver, I had never even heard of this kid last night on Buffalo. And he was just bum-rushing time and, and, and coming up the middle. And uh, this kid, Russo or Brusso or whoever he was. And it's like, okay, we let Billy Turner get out of here. We let Lucas Patrick get out of here. Elgin Jenkins and uh, David Bach are coming back off ACL. And and the line is a mess, and we moved Stenovich up to OC. Uh, and, and we got a lot of young guys that don't seem to understand leverage. And if Aaron got pressure coming up the middle, he can't step up and throw. So we don't know whether the receivers can get open or not because Aaron ain't had time to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody just go to this where the receivers ain't open. Well, I don't know if they have a time to get open because the line ain't giving him time on that right. one running play, third one. Um, what's his name? Just crashed the whole line down. You know, Von Miller. forty. Yeah, how you just crash the whole line like that? You know, so you know, I have a different take. I was encouraged. I remember him being four and six and running off six and winning the Super Bowl. If they can get the line straight where this cat can have time to throw the ball, I have a little more faith in the floor's offense and Aaron Jones running the ball. And I was glad Torrey got in the game last night because he seemed to understand how to break off a route. And Rogers seemed to appreciate that. So Hopefully, and I was I was I was glad to see Amari Rogers catch a ball or two too. Hopefully, that'll help his confidence. But I'm not giving up on these cats, man. It's nine games left. If we can get right. to ten wins, we the playoffs, and ain't no telling what might happen. That's, uh, that's I appreciate I like. Sherman. Appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, keep hope springing eternal. Absolutely, I I will say this: if you fix the offensive line, and for whatever reason, it becomes solidified. For whatever reason, if Stenovich says, I'm putting down the play calling or whatever it is that he does with Matt LaFleur now, and I'm going to go back and and with Butkus, we're going to work with these guys, and this offensive line is going to get fixed. We are going to be able to do this, okay? And we're going to make Josh Nyman our right tackle, and he's going to get it. We're going to make John Runyon an integral part of this thing. Josh Myers is our call captain. He's the leader. He's the guy that's got it going on. Zach Tom... Love you, man. Still need some work. Hopefully we get Elton back. We should be good to go once he comes back and solidifies that left guard position. And Bakhtiari with another game under his belt. Take it easy. Rest it up. Hopefully you look good and you continue to progress. If this thing then solidifies, I would say I would agree with Sherman. You've got hope. Because to me, it always starts in the trenches. Always. 
Because if you can get the offense going, now I will also say I predicate this upon if the offensive line gets it together and they make a trade and they make a deal and bring in a veteran, you can't tell me, uh, oh, we're, we're, we're happy with what we have. That's no, that's like, that's like saying, hey, we're going to build a little fire so you can make some s'mores and throw in a flaming bag of crap up on your porch. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that's a nice little fire. That's a fire full of blank. That, no, stop. That, that's what you, you got to, with your wide receiving core and the retreads and going on a cheap and the whole thing, you, that, you still got a fire, but it's a flaming bag of crap, and we all know it. Period. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is done after this year? Do I think he's I done think playing he football? No. Yeah. No, no, I, I, no, I think he signed his name on a contract that's worth no, I'm, saying, I'm saying this is a guy that's also... No, no, I don't think he's, he's done playing okay. football. No. Not at all. Okay. Those are the words of Charles Woodson saying, no, he's not done. He's got 50-something million reasons to come back. I'll give you a few good reasons. Uh, great food, great atmosphere, televisions, good Bloody Marys. But even better, they got to ice-cold tappers, and that is our friends over there at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. And a hell of a view when the sun goes down. When the sun sets at Sunset Grill, nice view over the lake with the docks out there and everything floating right in front. Yeah, not a bad place to go. And it's going to be beautiful the next few days. So if you're going to be heading out, maybe you want to go out uh, and enjoy uh, lakeside dining a few more times this year before they call it quits. That's the place to go. Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Stop in and... Uh, and tell him we said hi. As to say, you heard it here. Sure. Uh, Rick says, if uh, I was going to make a trade, I would look for a run-stuffing nose tackle. We have Clark and a bunch of dudes. Isn't it amazing that uh, Dean Lowry, uh, one year is so good, and then the next year gets blown up, and the year after that, pretty good, and the next year, blown up, and just, uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem to to be consistent so to speak. Uh, a couple of things, by the way. We got stock up and stock down uh, coming up here momentarily. But just an FYI, uh, the Michigan player that was beaten up in the tunnel after the game by four Michigan State players, he has gone out and uh, found a uh, found an attorney, Tom Mars. He's going to file charges and recoup money damages after being assaulted in the tunnel by the Michigan State players this past Saturday night. So I have I have only seen like a blurry film of this. Ben, have you seen the footage yet? I've seen a lot of angles. Yeah, it's been all over. Okay. It's hard to see a lot of big bodies moving around. But, right. Uh, I was but he was get... clearly getting wailed on. I mean, you know, there was guys that had a hold of him in the in the tunnel. Oh, there were two of them. There were Miles yeah. Garrett with their helmets smashing him. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough look. I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Oh, it's 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 horrific. I mean, you don't you don't do that, especially start wailing your helmet at somebody. You just uh, there's just some things you don't do. So uh, let's do this time now for some stock up and stock down. Ben, 
It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. Well, you know what? I'm going to get out of football for a minute. I'm going to say Stock Up. Chastain. What? Did you see Chastain? Did you see the final lap of the NASCAR race? Ross Chastain, what he did was he couldn't get around, so and he needed speed. So he thought, if I put it into the wall and just floor it, I can rub the wall, but I'll be going 230 miles an hour around the wall. The wall will keep centrifugal force from having me fly out or crash. I'm already into the wall, so I'll just race along the wall. And he did it, and he came in, what was it, I think fourth or fifth? And he's now in the chase for a championship. It, it, it's the, the, you know, I, and I've got friends of mine that are like racing guys that I texted last night. I said, have you ever seen this before? Nobody's ever seen it before. I mean, I saw the guys from uh, Road America posting it. I saw my buddy Steve Zotke posting it from the final inspection show. I, I mean, I saw buddies of mine that are longtime race fans, announcers, all that kind of stuff that said they've never seen anything like this in all their days where he just opened it wide open, put it into the wall, raced along the wall as the only friction slowing him down and keeping him from flying out of the racetrack and, and raced around everybody and ended up coming in uh, third or fourth or fifth or something like that in the race. And now he's actually in the chase for a championship week at phoenix it was it's a, if you haven't seen it it was amazing it was a, you know what i'll do this i'll just retweet it right now there you go i just retweeted it if you haven't seen it i'm like oh my god it's amazing it's like he's running it's like somebody sped up the video but it's not it's just a guy that's flat out wide open when it comes to the carburetor just wide open in this thing and uh beating people it was amazing ben i've seen it go ahead. I, I don't get why everybody doesn't just do that there's probably right? a really simple answer, but I'm going to not seek well, it out. Well, at the end of a race, I guess, but you couldn't do it for an entire race. You just burn everything up, your tires, everything. I guess that makes a little bit too much sense. Stock yeah. up, uh, Mr. Gino Franchise, the man who is locked up comeback player of the year in the NFL. He just keeps winning. The Giants mm-hmm. go into Seattle. I, I think I'm going to adopt the Seahawks as my uh, third team this season. I love what they're yeah. doing. You get Russell Wilson out. Everybody's happy. His shtick isn't working in Denver. And Geno Smith is coming up and winning games. So they're legit. Yep. First place. I'll go also stock up. And I'm going to say uh, uh, Tony Pollard. 14 carries, 134 yards, 9.4 yards per carry. 9.4 per carry. Three touchdowns yesterday for the Dallas Cowboys. Big day for Tony Pollard, although uh, right away Jerry's like, you know, you know, it's, it's Zeke. Zeke's our guy. He's our plow horse. He's our bell cow. He's going to Zeke. He eats brisket with me every Friday night in our pajamas. So uh, Jerry says no, but uh, at least Pollard had his day to shine. Ben? Bill, stock down, and maybe you disagree, but Brian Gudekinst, like clearly the defense that was assembled has a lot of potential. There are guys that have been all pros or whatever, and they're just, they're playing terrible football and it's hard to explain. But when I look at this draft class and I know it's early and it's probably too early to say this, but he entered the draft with two ones, two twos, a three, two fours, a five and four seventh round picks. And he's come away with uh, almost no instant impact players. Like Mm. Devontae Wyatt hasn't seen the field. 
Quay Walker, I love his potential, but he's clearly not there yet. Christian Watson has been banged up, so I don't know if you could slight him for that, but he trades another two to get Watson. It's like this team needed help now, and almost nothing from this draft is helping. Nope. Sucks. Sean Ryan not seeing the field. Romeo Dobbs starting to come around, but he's still a long way away. Zach Tom's giving you some some snaps, and, and maybe he'll emerge into something. They were really high on him coming out of camp. Uh, Engabari at least has given you some sacks and some stability on the outside with some injuries, but Tariq Carpenter, Jonathan Ford, Rashid Walker, nothing. Samari Torre, eh. you know, you got to wait and see if he can back it up with any kind of uh, any kind of additional instinct down the road. Was it just a good turnaround, or was it something that he actually witnessed and he's smart enough? I agree with you. Stock down would be uh, would be Brian Gutekunst at this point, no doubt. Uh, I'm also going to say stock down, stock down. Devontae Adams, what the hell? Drops yesterday, contested balls, five targets, one catch, three yards. One catch, three yards. That's like, man, just unheard of. Unheard of for Devontae Adams. Talk about stock down, just awful. There you go. Bill, stock up here this week is actually me. Um, it is a, a banner week. At least I have activities to do every night. Obviously, we're carried with the World Series and Thursday night football. But next Saturday coming up, this is like a true Christmas Eve uh, kind of I won't be able to sleep before it kind of Saturday. Tennessee, Georgia at 2.30, number one versus number two. Bama, LSU at night in in the uh, in Death Valley. See if Bama can keep rolling. I, it, this could be the greatest week of my life, if we're being completely that, honest. I will say that will probably be one of the only times I root for Bama. And I root for Bama in like a dominating, ass-kicking performance against Kelly. Mr. Kelly's winning? I know. I don't doubt him as a good head coach. Never did. He's just a jag of a human being. And ever since he adopted a southern draw, I, I can't figure out who the hell he is. But, yeah. But I will be rooting for uh, Bama in that game as well. No doubt. Uh, Also, when you talk about uh, stock up, stock down, uh, stock up, Tyler Haneke. Got the win yesterday, a comeback win yesterday. Six carries, 29 yards, also plunged into the end zone. Had a 98.7 quarterback rating through the one pick, but nevertheless threw a big touchdown pass as well. 23 uh, 23 of 31, 279 yards. Taylor Heineke, how about that? Stock up right now for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, he's impressive. He's got the heart. Um, I've got nothing else. I, I just like Mel Tucker, what are you doing? Michigan State's a disaster. <laughs> He All was right. he, he lost his composure after the game too. He's slamming his fist into the door. Like how if you lose your composure in that setting, how the hell do you expect your team not to right. as well? It's a true Jawan Howard situation uh, unfolding in front of our eyes. And then uh teams that make trade deadline deals, playing pretty good football. Funny how that mm-hmm. works. Yeah, I know, right? Ta- okay, uh let's see here. Teams that have made trade deadline deals, the uh, Eagles, they're going for it. The Chiefs, going for it. 49ers, going for it. They've all seen benefits for making a trade deadline deal. Cowboys, going for it. They made it as well. When you look at the teams that say, yeah, we got a legitimate shot. We're going to, you know, and when you talk about the 49ers, 49ers are now 4-4. It's not like the 49ers were, 
you know, seven and zero or six and one or five and two. I mean, they're four and four right now. With the win this past weekend, they were sub five hundred and went for it because they believe it's a winnable division. I, I just i I would have made a deal two weeks ago. I cannot fathom for the life of me why they treat draft choices like they are gold when all they do is turn to crap. Or they take so long to develop, and you don't have that kind of time. Do you not realize the circumstance and the situation you are in? I, 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 I don't know. I just, I. There's a level of frustration both as a fan and analytical side that just make me go, "What the hell? What the hell?" Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Bills 27-17 before 72,000 fans at Highmark Stadium. There was pushing, shoving, and even trash-talking in the tunnel before the game between Jair Alexander and Bills receiver Stephon Diggs, who says it dates back to his time with the Vikings. Uh, I used to play them in the past, so it wasn't like something I anticipated him, I don't know, doing the shit that he did. I didn't anticipate that. I don't give a f- who started it. I finished it. I got the win. Packers defensive back Jair Alexander. Ah, uh, man, I was just keeping it real with him. That's, that's all that was. He said he didn't know who started it, but he said he finished it. Mm. I don't know what he mean by that. I need more clarification. Jair picked off Josh Allen, one of two interceptions by the Packers in the fourth quarter. The Bills quarterback says they were bad throws and talked about next having to face the Jets. Um, those happen. We'll learn from it. You know, coming off a bye at the end of the day, we're 6-1. and one. Uh, I know we got a, a team that's playing really well next week in New York. So uh, learn from this one, put it behind us, and, and look forward towards next week. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. We had a couple, you know, nice interceptions there in the fourth quarter. I think all phases got to got to improve the discipline a little bit, improve the discipline, and then uh, just the details. The Packers head to Detroit to play the 1-6 Lions and will try and snap this four-game losing streak. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Our guys are disappointed. I'm disappointed. But we've got to find a way to right this thing. And we've got an NFC North opponent next week. And, you know, I know that they're going to give us everything they got. It's going to be a heck of a test. And we've really got to be more disciplined, be more consistent in order to try to get on the right side of one of these things. That's Matt LaFleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. And don't forget about our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. They've got some things coming up out there in Oconomowoc. November 7th, they have the wine dinner going on. And then you've got the Widow's Weekend, as we all know. That is November 19th, Saturday, November 19th. They call it Tipsy Painting Party. In other words, there's a little wine. They're going to bring in somebody that's going to teach you how to maybe do a little painting. And uh, as the wine begins to flow, um, we'll see what kind of paintings actually. Maybe it looks like some kind of screwed up Monet or Picasso type of painting by the time it's all said and done at the end of the night. But that's going on out at Boondocks uh, Barbecue uh, Burgers and Brews. You can find them um, over on Facebook. You can follow a lot of their stuff on Facebook. Boondocks BBQ and Brew. Boondocks BBQ and Brew. Or just go to boondocksbbqs.com, bbqs.com. So there you go. Good stuff out there. they got a lot of fun events happening. Uh, coming up the next hour, we're going to hear from Mike Clements. He's going to be joining us here in a short bit. We'll talk with Mike uh, about what he witnessed yesterday. And now what? Um, got one here from Maxie. Maxie says, uh, I don't have much hope. You know why? 
because the Packers are not going to do anything. Mark my words, Brian Gutekunst is not only asleep at the wheel, they value their own draft picks so much more than everybody else does. We can see the results. Why can't they? Doesn't give me much faith in the brain trust behind the walls of Lambeau. There you go, Maxie. Maxie, appreciate the email. Uh, You can hit us up over on uh, Twitter if you choose to do so. 466 votes have been cast. After last night, do you have a legit hope for the postseason at all? Wild card, whatever. 74% of you right now, after 466 votes have been cast, 74% say no. There you go. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.